Hey friends, welcome to the Her God Story podcast, where you will always hear a good story to encourage and inspire you in your walk with the Lord. I'm your host, Jody Caracosta, ministry leader at Somebody Cares America and International, author and traveler on this journey of faith. If you haven't done so yet, please be sure to like or follow this podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you won't miss any of our amazing guests. You probably know by now that I always ask my guests what woman of the Bible has inspired, encouraged, or taught her something. But what about you? I want to hear what women of the Bible have helped you in your walk of faith. Email me at hergodstory at somebodycares.org and tell me why. I just might read it in a future episode to encourage others who are listening. Remember, email me at hergodstory at somebodycares.org. Like all of you, I have been grieved and horrified by the brutal attack of the terrorist group Hamas on Israel. The aftermath of that attack has also been costly with regard to human life and human suffering for both Israelis and Palestinians. I completely support the sovereignty of Israel, but I'm also pained by the suffering of the Palestinian people, mostly at the hands of Hamas and other jihadist groups who care little for them, but use them as pawns on the larger global game board. What are we to do? The best place to go for answers when our heart is overwhelmed is the Bible. Ephesians 6 gives us a great place to start. After putting on the full armor of God, which includes truth, righteousness, peace, faith, applying our salvation, and taking up the word of God, verse 18 tells us to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray. We are to pray. God may then have you give, advocate, or do other things, but we must first start with praying. To give an understanding of the full meaning of a verse or a passage, I often use the Bible Hub app and look at a word or words in the original language. When I looked up the word pray from Ephesians 6.18, the explanation of the Greek meaning is to interact with the Lord by switching human wishes or ideas for his wishes or ideas as he imparts faith. God wants us to pray his desires about situations which releases him to do his will. Of course, God could act without us, but he has chosen to work through us in the world, through our prayers and through our actions. When we hear of challenging situations on a global, national, local, or even personal level, the first thing we must do is pray, but not just any prayers. We must pray God's heart and will about the situation. When our emotions are caught up in something or we have little understanding about complex issues, We tend to pray our desires, our understanding of what's best. But that is not what Ephesians 6 is saying. How can we pray God's heart and will about something when our minds and our hearts are reeling? Well, we pray in the Spirit. God gives some people the gift of praying in tongues. And if you have that gift, it's a good way to pray God's will without having your thoughts and emotions get in the way. If that's not a gift God has given you, you can still pray in the Spirit. First, focus your attention on the character of God, his goodness, love, righteousness, might, mercy, 
justice, power, beauty, the list goes on and on. Once you have fully focused your mind on him, then pray that those characteristics will be worked out in each situation and circumstance. If a scripture comes to mind, pray that scripture over the situation as well. For instance, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, tells us Jesus came to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will then be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. That scripture has come to mind as I've prayed about the situation in Israel and Gaza and Ukraine and Russia and others. But of course, there are other scriptures that may come to mind as well. Ephesians 6 tells us to pray on all occasions. Interceding, which means to mediate, negotiate, or intervene on all occasions. Let's take a look at several women in the Bible who interceded on behalf of others to see God's will done. 2 Samuel 20 tells the story of a man named Sheba, who led a rebellion against David, king of Israel. Sheba and his followers holed up in a walled city called Abel Beth Makkah. The army of Israel surrounded the city and built a siege ramp to batter down the gates and walls. Its residents were terrified. They had no idea why the army was there. They considered themselves peace-loving and loyal to David. But now they were facing destruction. I have no doubt they were crying out to the Lord for rescue. And then a wise woman arose to intercede. From the city wall, she called to Jacob, commander of the army, and asked why they were besieging the city. Jacob told her, Sheba and his rebels have taken refuge there. So verse 22 says, Then the woman went to all the people with her wise advice. And they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bichri, and threw it to Joab. So he sounded the trumpet, and his men dispersed from the city, each returning to his home. And Joab went back to the king in Jerusalem. Brutal? Yeah. I'm not suggesting a violent solution, although Ecclesiastes does tell us there is a time for war. I share the story to point out how this unnamed woman interceded according to the will of God to save the city. God didn't want Abel Beth Makkah destroyed and the people killed for the rebellion of a few, but God also did not want rebellion fomenting among the people of Israel. This woman had God's heart to save the city and to see justice done. Her intercession between Joab and the town's people is an example of how God can use us to pray and intercede regarding situations all over the world. It can also be a point of prayer for God to raise up wise women and men to advocate for his will to be done in a given situation. In 1 Samuel 25, we read about Abigail, another woman who stepped into the gap to plead God's heart in the midst of a crisis. Abigail's wicked husband, Nabal, had greatly offended David and his men. David let his emotions get the better of him, so he and his men set out to destroy Nabal and all his household, some of the very same people he had been protecting just a few weeks prior. Abigail caught wind of what was happening and went out to meet David's army. She sent gifts ahead, which is in a prayer context represents worship, 
And when she came face to face with David, she fell at his feet and repented for the offense, even though she had not been the one who instigated it. She gently reminded David that his intentions were sinful. He was going to kill innocent people. And then she reaffirmed the destiny that God had for him. Her intercession worked. She prevented David from committing murder, and innocent people were spared, leaving God to deal with wicked Nabal, which he did. A few days later, Nabal died. You might be thinking the wise woman and Abigail were not praying, but I see it differently. Remember the fuller definition of prayer? Interact with the Lord by switching human wishes and desires for his wishes and desires as he imparts faith? They were both interacting with the Lord to switch human desires for God's wishes, and he gave them faith to step out. Read the book of Esther and you will see a very similar story. Sometimes when wickedness abounds and we pray that God will deal with it, his answer takes longer, sometimes much, much longer than we expect. 2 Peter 3.15 tells us why. It says, remember Our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Our God is a loving, patient, kind God who does not want anyone to perish. 2 Peter 3.9 says he wants everyone to come to repentance. So part of our prayer in each situation must be that people's hearts are open to God and they put their faith in Jesus. Aren't we so grateful for this love, patience, and mercy with us? But in God's time, he will move to rescue the oppressed and vanquish wickedness. So don't lose heart or stop praying. James 5.16 reminds us that prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Up to now, I've been emphasizing the need to pray for large-scale issues, but God also wants us to pray for the one and to present our personal requests to him as well. I think of Miriam when she was just a girl. She and her family were slaves in Egypt under a particularly cruel pharaoh. He had decreed that all male babies born to Hebrew families were to be killed, thrown into the Nile. Miriam's brother Moses was born during that time. His mother Jochebed hid him for as long as she could. But when he was three months old, it became too difficult to hide him anymore. So to preserve the rest of the family, she made a basket of reeds coated with tar, placed Moses in the basket, and floated him down the Nile. She left Miriam hidden along the shore to see what would happen. Pretty quickly, Pharaoh's adult daughter came to the river with her attendants to bathe. They found the basket with Moses inside crying. Pharaoh's daughter knew he was a Hebrew baby and should have thrown him into the river, but she had compassion and decided to adopt him. At this point, Miriam bravely approached and asked if Pharaoh's daughter needed a nursemaid for the baby. Yes, she did. And Miriam ran off to get her mother to take care of the baby Moses for Pharaoh's daughter until he was weaned and possibly longer. So why does this qualify as prayer or intercession? Well, Miriam was interceding for Moses' life and identity. God had a purpose for Moses' life, but Moses needed to know his true identity in order to fulfill it. If he had been raised from infancy by Egyptians as an Egyptian, he may not have had the compassion or motivation he needed to do what God asked him to do. And right now we have a whole generation of young people whose identities are under attack, but we can intercede for them. It is God's will that they know their true identity. 
Each one has a God-given purpose that can only be fulfilled if they know who God created them to be. As a parent, grandparent, sibling, neighbor, teacher, social worker, counselor, or friend at any level, you can pray for the Moses that God brings to your attention. Pray that God's word in their lives will be fulfilled. Pray for their protection from the lies of the enemy. Pray in the spirit, but pray their destiny hangs in the balance. And what about your own needs and the needs of your loved ones? God wants you to bring those before him as well. In Matthew 15, we read about a Canaanite woman who came to Jesus pleading for her daughter who was suffering terribly from demon possession. His disciples wanted to send her away. She was Canaanite, by the way. And Jesus himself tested her faith, but she would not waver. She kept humbly interceding in spite of every obstacle and argument against her daughter's deliverance. She persevered in faith, interceding for God's will, healing for her daughter, and her daughter was healed. Have you been praying for a loved one but not seen the answer yet? Look to Jesus, persevere in humble faith like the Canaanite woman, knowing that all you can do is bring that person to Jesus and trust his goodness. He is good. And if you're struggling with something personally, you can go to directly to Jesus about it. While it's good and can be very faith-building to have others pray for us, no intermediary is required. In Matthew 9, 18 through 22, we read about a woman who had been sick and ostracized for 12 long years. She had spent every penny she had on doctors and nothing helped. Her situation seemed hopeless, but then she heard of Jesus. She heard of the many people he had healed. She didn't want to draw attention to herself because religious law dictated she remain apart from everyone, but she crawled through the crowd and touched the hem of his robe. She recognized Jesus as the only one who could save her, heal her, restore her, and she did not let anything distract her or anyone prevent her from getting to Jesus. Her actions were her worship and her prayer of faith. And when she touched Jesus, she was healed. And not only that, she was restored to the community that she had been apart from for so long. Yes, God does use medical professionals to heal people, but he is the one who brings the healing. He is the one who restores and sets us free and gives us clarity. Before seeking medical doctors or during emergency while seeking medical help, it is always good to pray. Ephesians 6 says to pray on every occasion. It doesn't matter who others think you are. If you put your faith in Jesus, you are a child of God. You can go boldly to him, ask him to give you his perspective and reveal his desire for every situation so you can pray according to his will and you will see him do amazing things. Sometimes answers come quickly. Some require perseverance. But when you do not know what to do, or even if you think you know what to do, the first thing you need to do is pray. Life can quickly become overwhelming if we focus on the chaos, confusion, violence, sickness, and suffering in the world. But if we focus on God and his nature and his character, we will begin to understand his good plans and purposes in each situation. Then we can pray according to his will. Let's take a moment and pray together. Father, you are 
holy, mighty, loving, faithful, good, powerful, victorious, righteous, just, merciful, and so, so much more. Words cannot express your majesty. You are more glorious and loving than we can ever comprehend. And because of who you are, we know that sin and suffering is not your will. Sickness and oppression is not your will. You sent Jesus to seek and save the lost, to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free, to release prisoners from darkness and comfort those who mourn. And so, Lord, we ask that you intervene according to your will in Israel and Gaza and the West Bank and Ukraine and Russia and other war-torn areas of the world. Reveal your son, Jesus, to the lost so they can be saved. Comfort those who are mourning. Heal broken hearts and set the prisoners free physically, emotionally, spiritually. Protect those caught in areas of conflict and lead them to safety, Father. You are the Prince of Peace, and we ask that your peace would reign in each situation. We call forward men and women who are filled with your wisdom to bring forth solutions to crises that seem beyond hope. For you are our hope. You are the source of all wisdom. And Father, touch our listening friends. Give them faith to believe that you are who you say you are and that you have good plans for them plans to prosper them and not to harm them, to give them a future and a hope. Lord, I ask that those good plans will come to fruition in their lives. You promise to direct the steps of the godly. So do that today, Father. Make your path very clear to each one who's listening and seeking your way. And we thank you for it because we know you hear and answer our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. You know, friends, there are widows as well as orphans all over the world who need to experience the tangible expression of God's love right now. Many have special needs that we as a company of women can meet together. Will you consider joining us with a special gift to help? Just go to hergodstory.org and click on the widow and orphan tab at the top of the page. And thank you for tuning in. In our show notes at hergodstory.org, you'll find scriptures and other information we talked about. You can also get a six-week devotional on women of the Bible that you can download for free or purchase a 12-week devotional that we'll send you for just $12, knowing that all the proceeds go to our Widow and Orphan Fund. We'd love to pray with you on our 24-7 prayer and text line, so give us a call or text anytime at 855-459-CARE or email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. And now, dear friends, I bless you from Psalm 20, verses 1 through 5. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your worship. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Her God Story is a ministry of Somebody Cares America and International. To find out more about or support the ministry, go to somebodycares.org.